have you ever got your heart broken? And have you ever broken somebody else's heart? I've had boats and, uh, heartbreak sucks, man. I mean, it does. It's heartbreak is just, it's hard. And no matter where you're at in your life, whether you're younger, older, when your heart's broken, painful. And when you break somebody else's heart, maybe even more painful sometimes, but I want to talk today about breakups and relationships and what to do when you were going through a breakup. Um, you know, if you were like me and you were married for a long time, you know, 20, 20 years, and then you go through a divorce and then suddenly find yourself single and you're in the dating field again. And you know, what do you do? Like, like basically my framework was how I dated back when I was like, you know, 17, 18, 19, you know, twenties, those kind of things before I got married. And so that was the same framework at 45 that I was dealing with when I was out in the dating world again. And I had no clue about what was going on inside of me, what was, um, you know, dating going to be like, and uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more, but what brought this all up for me was this past week weekend, I got my hair cut and my barber, he's been a friend of mine for, for years. And I've walked with him through many different things, um, including a marriage breakup and his breakup, um, started a number of years ago when he realized he wasn't getting his needs met in the relationship. And he did everything that he could to try to get his needs met, communicating with his wife, going to counseling therapy, all of that kind of stuff. And it became clear after quite a while, uh, a couple of years, actually, that it just wasn't going to work. And so he went through the painful process of breaking up with his wife and moving out and finding a new place to live and they have a younger son. So a lot of pain around that. And, um, he told me that, you know, after the breakup or shortly after the breakup, you know, he was back in the dating apps and that he was looking around and, you know, dated a few women and that kind of thing. And then next thing you knew, he like found a relationship and he's in this relationship and it's going really well and it's amazing. And like, you know, all of the stuff that he wasn't getting his needs met in his marriage, suddenly he was getting met in this new marriage or new, new relationship. And it, they were just going in at hot and heavy and, and, um, you know, that's okay. Like everybody's got to work through their process. When I talked to him on Saturday, you know, they had broken up and I was like, sorry, man, I'm sorry to hear that because I know how painful a breakup is. He told me a little bit about it. And he was telling me that there were some red flags that were going on that part of, part of it, when they, they met. You know, she had a couple of young kids and he had a young kid. And, um, so a lot of things like they seem to have all of these things in common, but whenever there would be any kind of conflict, she would bring up something along the lines of, well, maybe this isn't going to work, or maybe we shouldn't be together. Or maybe this, you know, this is just, we're fooling ourselves, that kind of stuff. And they'd be able to work through it and, and process through the conflict. And they'd be okay for a while until the next time, next time he did something to let her down the next time he did something to you know, disappoint her. And then they would come out the, well, maybe this just isn't going to work. Maybe you're not the right guy for me. 
you know, maybe we're not right for each other. And finally, this got to a point where he realized this happened over and over again. And so he knew that from his previous relationship, if this is a pattern, there's a good chance that it's going to continue. So he even talked with his partner about this, his girlfriend about this, and she agreed and she wasn't going to do it anymore and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, next time conflict came up, guess what happened? He was breaking up or, or she was doing the whole thing about, you know, maybe this isn't meant to be. So this last time it happened and he decided, you know what, this isn't meant to be. I'm better than this. I, I don't need to be in a relationship where constantly being threatened or constantly told that maybe this isn't going to work out. Every time there's a conflict, I've got to, you know, protect myself. And so as I was talking with him, I was like, man, I totally get this. I said, the good thing is, is like, you're through your rebound. <laughs> so like, I think there's kind of a thing that happens with this. I've experienced, I experienced myself. I know other guys that have gone through these kind of things who've been married for quite a while also experienced this where there is this rebound. And I remember on my rebound, people say, no, you're on a rebound. And I'm like, I'm not a re on a rebound. In fact, I'm going to prove it to you. You know, and so I like stayed in this relationship, um, because I didn't want to, to be wrong, even though there was all kinds of red flags, I think on both ends, but, but primarily, um, that was my rebound and, you know, don't do what I did. I, I married my rebound and it lasted for a couple of months and then it imploded totally on me. A lot of my stuff I had not cleared up. I hadn't cleared up at all. Um, I was drinking. Um, I hadn't recovered from the breakup of my previous relationship. And once you've broken up, if you've been married for quite a while and you break up with somebody and then you meet someone and all of a sudden they're meeting all of these needs that you've never had were met in your relationship. And a lot of times these needs are sexual. You know, she's doing things, we're having more sex than we, you know, that I had forever. And, um, and if, if I'm you know, finally feeling like, uh, sexually free and I can talk about sex and not be shamed and all those kind of things. And suddenly you start to realize that I have found something here that is making my pain go away. Like the pain of my breakup and the newness of this relationship was anesthetizing the pain from my breakup, but it wasn't healthy at all. I wasn't healthy. So I said to him, like, good news is you didn't do what I did. You didn't get married. You went out and you, um, you did the hard thing. Like you broke up with her good, good on you. And then we started talking about, you know, this idea of, you know, what he should do next. And he was telling me that, you know, he thought maybe he needed to take a break. And I said, I think that's a great idea. You know, one of the things that I often encourage guys who are my clients who are gone through a breakup before you get into the next relationship, do what's called a feminine cleanse, which means you are going to separate yourself as much as possible from all things feminine. That means, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to have to, you might have coworkers or even, you know, an ex-partner that you have to converse with, but there's no emotional attachment. There's no flirtation. There's nothing. It's just you simply take a break from all things feminine as much as you can. It means 
sure you go in and you get a coffee and if it's a cute barista, you know, you don't linger, you don't chat, you just get your coffee and go. And you just do this for a period of time. And during this time, what you're really focusing on is you and building your life. So often what's happens is when we're in a relationship, we break up and then suddenly we find ourselves and we're just completely empty. And we're just like drowning men trying to grab onto something, trying to grab onto a life raft. And, and so the first woman who shows you any kind of attention, you just grab onto that. You hold on for dear life. And like a drowning man, oftentimes what happens is you end up pulling this person down with you instead of really being able to be in a healthy relationship. So what you want to do with this period of time, and I recommend generally like three months, six months, I would say six months, start. you can even go up to a year, but you're going to take this time to really work on you and build your great cake of a life. Now, if you're familiar with Robert Glover, author of the War Mr. Nice Guy, who I do a lot of work with, he talks about this. He says, you've got to build a great cake of a life and that partner comes along and the partner enhances the cake. It's the icing on the cake. It's not the cake, you know, because if the partner goes away, then you still got this great cake of a life. And as I was talking to this guy, I was, I was talking to him about them. Like, what are you doing to build your life right now? And he's like, yeah, you know what? I just bought a Vespa. Um, I'm working on saving some money. I'm, I have this vision. I want to buy this little house, you know, maybe there's a, you know, backyard and me and my son can live there. Um, I just want to be like this cool dad, you know, who shows up and I get to focus on my son. I was like, that's a great vision. You should totally work on that. And he's this cool guy. I mean, he's got, he's got his own business, you know, he's, he's, he's very hip. He's, he, you know, he's got the tats. He's got the, you know, he's working in the, the barbershop and he, now he's got this Vespa and, you know, he's building this great kick of a life. They said, when you do that, when you build a great kick of life, actually what happens is. When you go out into the world and you're dating, you have something that's interesting. You're interesting, right? So you don't have to worry about trying to get her interested in you. You already are interesting. You have all of these things that you do. You've got hobbies. You've got friends. You've got interests. You know, you've got things that light you up. And when the woman or the partner comes along, they don't become the center of your universe. They become an enhancement to that. They make everything a little bit better. And I think that that's just something that I would highly recommend. If you're going through a breakup right now, especially if you're going through a breakup after a long period of time, maybe you've been married for quite a while, I recommend the feminine cleanse. Now, you may need to go through the Reba. I get it. In fact, um, I think I needed to go through that rebound. I wish it to God, it wasn't as messy as it was. And there wasn't the damage that was done in that relationship. Nevertheless, I needed to go through that for myself because I needed to understand a couple of things. One was I needed to understand how much I would put the feminine as the center of my universe, how much I would make her the center of my universe. Like if she was upset at me, then I was upset. I mean, basically it's like this idea of like, tell me 
how I should feel about myself right now. And if she's like, the report card is good. You're doing great. Okay. I feel great. Oh, there's a little bit of criticism here. Oh no. Now I'm going to drop into my shame state. I'm going to drop into this feeling of like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. You know, I'm scared that I'm going to lose her. And now I start doing all of this stuff to try to keep her around. You know, I'm cleaning everything up and I'm, I'm being all, you know, lovey dovey and, you know, buying her flowers and gifts and that kind of thing. And that's all great and whatnot. But if you have to do those things in order to get somebody to love you, then they're probably not worth being in a relationship for with. You are lovable and amazing just the way you are. I just got a text message from one of my clients who got engaged this weekend, and I've been working with him for a couple of years on dating. And he's gone through the gamut. He was out there, he's dating a bunch of different women, um, lots and lots of first dates, second dates. He even had a couple of startups where, you know, things look like they were going to go someplace. But what he didn't do was he didn't settle. He knew what he wanted. He knew, he knew the kind of woman that he wanted and he kept at it. You know, he'd get ghosted and we'd process through that, the feelings of rejection, the pain uh, that associated with that. And he went through this feminine cleanse that I was talking about first. And then as he started getting into dating, what happened was he realized he was the prize, not her. And that's what a lot of us guys tend to do is we tend to see the woman or the partner as the prize, the thing that we're trying to get. And so what we're trying to do is sell her on how awesome I am so that she'll want to be with me. And that puts us in a position where we are begging someone to like us. And if they don't, then we feel the sense of rejection. Up until guys, and I was telling my, my friend this weekend, what you want to do is you want to put yourself in the position, just like if you had a business that you had started and you needed to hire some employees, what would you do? Well, the first thing you would do was you take some applications and you'd read those over. And then you'd look at a couple of the applications and say, hey, these people look like they might be qualified. Let's go ahead and bring them in for an interview. Now, we guys, we tend to do more research on buying a car or a computer or something like that than we will on finding a partner. You know, the qualifications for a partner um, is it, something like, well, she's pretty. She likes to have sex with me. And, um, you know, so we're having sex and, 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 and that's great. You know, that becomes kind of like the qualification. But a long-term partnership, a long-time term relationship is going to be, is she made a lot of my other days. So just like you wouldn't go out and just pick somebody up off the street and the first person that you saw and hire them to come run your organization, you shouldn't do the same thing with dating. So you collect a bunch of applications. You take those applications, you review them, and then you bring some in for interviews, you know, several of them. And then of those several that you bring in for interviews, there's one or two that seem to stand out. So you give them a second interview, maybe a third interview, a date, first date, second date, that kind of thing. You see where I'm going here? And then you decide to make an offer. The offer is I'm an open position. The position that I have open is girlfriend. Would you like? to try out 
this position. Okay. Now, when you hire somebody or your organization, you don't give them benefits right away, right? You don't, you know, they don't get medical, they don't get dental, they don't get all of those things for a period of time. So there's a 90 day period, a 90 day where we're still kind of making sure that this is a good fit. So this first 90 days of dating someone is a similar kind of thing. You're looking to see if this is somebody who you want to make a more, um, you know, part of your life. And so after three months, you might say, Hey, let's go steady. Let's, let's go, let's be exclusive. And how we've been dating, but let's make a commitment to be exclusive. Okay. So now you're exclusive and what do you do? That person shows up in your life, right? If they're a good employee or a good girlfriend, you know, they're helping out. And if you might, if you've ever been in charge of people before, pretty much if you're looking for a supervisor, the people that you think who are going to be good supervisors aren't necessarily the ones that do all the things that become a good supervisor. You know, there's usually some person who's hustling, who's coming in early here, who's really working hard. And you could kind of pick that person out and you say, okay, this is a good supervisor. This is a good person for the next position. So if I'm dating somebody and then we go to an exclusive relationship, I am still waiting to see if there's a promotion. Well, the next promotion of supervisor might be more of a commitment. Okay. Maybe it's engaged. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, we, uh, we go, uh, you know, we, we go on trips together, something like that. And then if this commitment seems to be working and they seem to be a good fit for the organization, then you might offer them the next position, which is more of a permanent part of your life, more of a partnership. But before you do that, you've gone through all of these different phases of somebody who you're looking at. You're interviewing, you're dating, you know, 90 days, you know, six month year kind of thing. And then, um, you know, we're going to move up into fiance, you know, another six months or a year, and then we're going to move you up into the permanent position of life partner. A lot of us guys, we go from meeting somebody to life partner, offering them a partnership. So it'd be kind of like, you know, after first couple of dates saying, Hey, I want to make you a partner in my company, you know, you want to do that. So don't do it in your dating relationships either. I made that mistake. I know other guys have made that mistake. You probably made that mistake yourself. It's okay. Go on, forgive yourself. But you're looking for that really great woman. When you come at dating from this perspective, it's like, they should want to date me. I'm a great company. I'm a great catch. You know, I offer a lot of benefits. What are they doing to try to get a job with me? But if I'm looking at them as if they're the prize, then I'm trying to impress them. And so if I'm trying to impress them and they say, well, I don't want to work there. I don't want to be your employee. I want to be your girlfriend. That hurts. That's a rejection. However, if you've got this really great company and you gave somebody a job offer and they turn you down, you might be a little bit disappointed. But mostly you're going to be like, well, that's too bad because we're a great company. We're a great organization. We've got a lot of great benefits and you're really going to be missing out. And I'm sorry for that.
and you're just not going to take it as personal. So those are kind of like my recommendations for dating, the process of it. If you're going through a breakup, recognize the very beginning, you're going to be going through a lot of pain and you're going to want to cling on to the first person that comes along that shows you some attention. But if you do that, good chance that you're going to cause a lot of damage. So give yourself the time and the space to heal before you do that. Go on the feminine cleanse. Now, if you've gone through that period of, of that rebound, that's okay. Now give yourself the space. Go on that feminine cleanse. Give yourself six months. Like six months sounds like a long time, especially in the world, world of, you know, I want, I want to get my life back together. But six months of, evalu of evaluation with yourself. So when you're doing the time, again, you're a great kick of life. Building your interest. All of the things that you enjoy. You find out what you do. You got also get it together with other guys. Get into the world of men. You know, join a club, join a program, join a group, join a recovery group, whatever you have to do, but get into the world of men. That is going to help you heal faster and keep you on a better track. If you've got brothers in your life who are speaking into your life and giving you wisdom and insights and helping you work through the pain and of that heartbreak than jumping into a relationship with somebody. All right. That's what I got for you today. I hope this has been helpful. If it has, go ahead and comment in the comments below. If it hasn't, comment in the comments below. And I try to get back to everybody with, uh, here's who's made comments, like, and subscribe to this channel. And I will see you next time.